Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Jonathan All. Six-time Grammy winner David Sanborn grew up in Kirkwood and built a career playing with giants of many different musical styles. That spirit of discovery for me, and I think that really comes from my early days in St. Louis. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaks with Sanborn about the key to his eclectic output. That's coming up on The Gateway. Governor J.B. Pritzker is hoping to cement Illinois' status as a welcoming state with his nearly $53 billion budget plan. His proposal calls for an additional $182 million to go towards shelter, health care, and other services for asylum seekers coming to Chicago. So far, the city has taken in 35,000 new arrivals. During his budget address, Pritzker lambasted Republicans for wanting to roll back aid for migrants. I will not join the chorus of people in this country or in this chamber who eagerly looked to slam shut an immigration door that was once open to our ancestors. The governor is also proposing $440 million to go towards the state's health insurance program for undocumented adults. Local Republicans in the Illinois State House say they're pessimistic about some aspects of the governor's proposed budget. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports that GOP lawmakers are hoping Democrats will negotiate with them. Representative Amy Ellick of Godfrey is serving as the House Republicans' deputy budgeteer this session. While there are some aspects to the governor's proposed budget they back, like eliminating the gas tax and supporting education, Ellick says lawmakers will need to make some cuts to balance the budget. A top of mind for many Republicans is health care provided to migrants who aren't yet U.S. citizens. The people that we represent throughout the state don't appreciate seeing their tax dollars spent on enticing undocumented immigrants to come to Illinois for housing and Cadillac health care and other benefits. Because Alec and her fellow Republicans are in the super minority, Democrats don't need their votes to pass a budget later this spring. In Springfield, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. The Illinois Legislative Black Caucus expressed its support for Governor J.B. Pritzker's budget proposal after his State of the State address yesterday. Caucus members say the plan improves public safety in black communities by focusing on better access to housing, health care, and education. Democratic Representative Carol Ammons co-chairs the ILBC. She says funding is an important step, but... Look, the Black Caucus is not planned. We don't want it just in black and white on some paper. We want it out into communities so they can see and feel it. Among other priorities, Pritzker highlighted the need to address maternal health inequities and issues facing unhoused black Illinoisans. We'll have more on the State of the State address coming up on The Gateway. In other news, if you're still deciding how to view the total solar eclipse in April, there is an option to view it from the sky. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports Southwest has a flight from St. Louis that passes through the path of totality. Southwest Flight 1910 to Houston departs St. Louis at 1.20 p.m. and will be in the eclipse path about 30 minutes into the flight. John Hutchinson is a meteorologist at Southwest Airlines who helped put together the flights that will pass through the path of totality. He says they're a special way to view the celestial event. It gives you such a different 
experience of the clips you can see the shadow move up and approach your plane go over you and then eventually uh, pass by when it ends hutchinson says being in a plane also means a guaranteed view of the eclipse because the aircraft will be above any cloud cover tickets for this flight are still available to purchase i'm eric schmid st louis public radio Congress is calling on the Secretary of Agriculture to conduct more research into possible cybersecurity threats to America's food supply. The Farm and Food Cybersecurity Act would also have the USDA identify ways to increase resilience to cyber threats on farms and manufacturing facilities. Congressman John Molinar, a Republican from Michigan and one of the co-sponsors of the House bill, says it's important because farmers have a lot of technically sophisticated equipment that could make them vulnerable to cyber attacks. Not to mention the supply chain, the transportation, all the communications that go on when it comes to our food and agriculture supply chain. Molinar says that food security is national security, and lawmakers from both sides of the aisle see eye-to-eye on getting these bills over the finish line. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker proposed a nearly $53 billion budget yesterday. He wants to put more money toward education and child welfare while continuing to care for the influx of migrants. But as Alex Stegman reports, not everyone is sold on his plan. Governor Pritzker had a strong message for those who question Illinois' trajectory. Do not let the doom grifters steal your optimism about what's ahead for Illinois. Our future is bright and opportunity lies ahead. Opportunities that start with Illinois' children. Pritzker wants to spend an additional $450 million next year on K-12 education. Much of that comes from a $350 million increase following the evidence-based funding formula. There's also money allocated for a statewide literacy program and grants to help hire more teachers. This is the second year of the governor's pre-K Smart Start initiative. This year, Pritzker wants to spend $400 million, which would, among other things, open another 5,000 preschool spots statewide. Right now, we have over 82,000 publicly funded preschool classroom seats, the highest number in our state's history. And staying on the Smart Start plan, we will achieve universal preschool by 2027. The governor also wants to spend $182 million from the Department of Human Services budget next year to help provide shelter, health care, and other services for migrants being sent to Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. Maybe some of you think that we should just say, this is not our problem, and that we should let the migrant families starve or freeze to death. But that's not what decent Midwesterners do. We didn't ask for this manufactured crisis, but we must deal with it all the same. Pritzker suggests spending $440 million on the programs offering health care to immigrant adults and seniors 42 or older, which is less than this year. Undocumented immigrants are eligible, not asylum seekers who are covered under federal programs. Republicans generally aren't supporting this plan, with many saying they don't want a budget that spends hundreds of millions on non-Illinois citizens. But they're more complimentary than usual. House Republican leader Tony McCombie says there are good things, like fully funding both education and this year's pension payment. But the bad part is, is that we're going to have $910 million in tax increases. The governor's office puts that number around $827 million. He didn't mention it in the speech, but Pritzker is proposing a 20 percent hike to the sports wagering tax from 15 to 35 percent. He also wants to cap certain corporate income tax benefits and limit benefits that discount retailers get. But there could also be some tax cuts. 
like a modest child tax credit for low to middle income families with children three or younger, and permanently getting rid of the 1% grocery tax. It's one more regressive tax that we just don't need. Even if it only puts a few hundred bucks back in families' pockets, it's the right thing to do. That proposal caught Republican State Senator Jill Tracy off guard. It's a Republican idea that she supported for years. But she wanted more, perhaps property tax relief or reducing the gasoline tax. Somehow, she says, the budget keeps growing year after year. There was just a total focus on of increasing this budget, the largest in Illinois history, when why do we have to always have a budget that grows every year? As outlined with cuts and increases taken into account, the proposal for fiscal year 2025 spends $52.7 billion against expected revenue of $52.9 billion. But Pritzker's proposal won't be the final budget. Now the next phase begins as lawmakers analyze the governor's plan and come up with ideas of their own. The goal is to present him a budget toward the end of May when they're scheduled to adjourn. I'm Alex Degman. Kirkwood-raised musician David Sanborn has won six Grammy Awards and sold millions of albums across a more than 50-year career. Known for his warm sound on alto saxophone, Sanborn has won acclaim as a solo artist and a collaborator with a long list of stars in the worlds of jazz, rock, and pop. Tonight, Jazz St. Louis will honor Sanborn with its first Lifetime Achievement Award. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, Sanborn credits his early years in and around St. Louis with shaping his broad musical outlook. David Sanborn is best known for blending jazz, pop, and light R&B into an accessible hybrid that has sold millions of albums. You can get a taste of it on Funky Banana. That's a song from his 1975 solo debut, appropriately called Taking Off. Before Sanborn truly took off, he got his taste for live music in a St. Louis social scene that doesn't exist anymore. They, they used to call them teen towns. There were these, uh, I guess, recreational centers, uh, community centers in, in various places. Sunset Hills was one I remember. They, the bands would set up outside around a swimming pool, and all these great regional bands came through, people like uh, uh, Little Milton and Albert King. And my friend and I, we, we used to hang out, you know, like at the front of the bandstand, just like completely hypnotized by this music. It was at one of those teen towns when Sanborn was 14 that he asked if he could sit in with Little Milton, and it changed his life. So they allowed me to get up stage and play these, you know, with the horn section doing stuff like da-da, playing these horn parts. Not very complicated, but just to be in that situation and be with these musicians and just to feel the power of the music like that was, uh, it was astonishing to me. From that moment on, I just, it wasn't that I planned on being a musician, it's just that I, there was nothing, nothing else that I really wanted to do. It was like, you know, well, I'm doing this. <laughs> At 22, he joined the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and played Woodstock with them. Then he joined Stevie Wonder's band. It was just the beginning of his collaborations with musicians playing just about any style of music. His sax breaks are crucial to David Bowie's hit Young Americans. Sanborn says this openness to different styles is rooted in his days in St. Louis. 
when he was playing with some of the boundary-pushing musicians who would later go on to start groups like the Art Ensemble of Chicago and St. Louis's Black Artist Group. That spirit of discovery for me, and I think that really comes from my early days in St. Louis. The guys that I played with, Lester Bowie, Hemphill, Oliver Lake, Philip Wilson, they didn't discriminate in terms of genre. If it was good, it was good. So Lester would do a you know gig with a circus, and then he'd do an R&B gig with the Temptations, or, and then he'd do a jazz gig, and then he'd do a free gig. So it was the idea that you didn't draw boundaries. And I think that attitude really, more than anything else that I brought from St. Louis really shaped me. It was like, it's all good. You know, just try this. That was musician David Sanborn speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Our David Cazares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. We're a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Theme music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur, but today we'll go out with a little more David Sanborn and his cut, Funky Banana. A great jazz tune, not a great breakfast option, though. I'm Jonathan All. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.